Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Keeping It Real with Carmel, as we say, 100. I have Mike on the line. Mike, what's going on? Uh, everything is great. Another sunny day in Mexico. I'm a happy guy. Awesome, awesome. So you in Mexico. I mean, like, I want to be in Mexico. Like, why you invite me over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, I was, I started out hiding away, I started out by hiding from COVID, and then I fell in love with the country, so I just stayed. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, you in Mexico, but you are a busy man, so you are the founder of Market Me. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Market Me Consulting, we have two sides. One is uh, media buying, so we do Google ad and Facebook ad purchasing for a variety of different businesses. And then the other side is more of a consulting side, so that's, you know, not necessarily us running campaigns, but helping companies decide how to spend their advertising budget digitally um, and just figuring out, you know, how do you talk to your customers in the right way, uh, how do you position your product the right way to, to attract more sales, and then those types of things. Okay, so how do you, like, generate leads? How, how do you find your leads or who, what people want you to, you know, do work for them? Absolutely. So now I'm, I'm blessed and very lucky that everything comes in through word of mouth referral, but it uh, definitely was not always that way. Um, and so I actually started uh, in, the, in the advertising space before I had my own company. And I actually used to go door-to-door and do sales, like literally door-to-door to businesses and just, you know, doors slammed in your face, rejection, uh, you know, all that, all the stuff that comes with walking into someone's business and trying to sell them something. So that was kind of how I got, I got started in the process. And over the years, I refined it down and made it a little bit less invasive, a little bit more simple, and a little bit easier for people to say no. And so uh, what I did is I, I created a video, a custom video that, you know, addressed the name of the company or the name of the person I was reaching out to, you know, a little bit about who I was and what I did, but also how I thought I could help them. And um, that's, how I, that's how I built up my company was sending custom videos to business owners um, and then having them you know, trying to get them to reach out that way. Oh, my God. I'm going to give props to you. Because there's no way in the world that I would go and knock on people's doors <laughs> and try to sell them something because I hate rejection when it comes to knocking on the doors and you're trying to sell them something. Because you remember the vacuum cleaner when you have to sell the vacuums and you have to knock on people's doors and people are like, uh, we don't want this vacuum, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what, like one thing that I, you know, you develop over time is you, you kind of learn about the cues of what someone might be saying or doing. If they say they're not interested and they actually are interested, you know, you pick up on these nonverbal cues that kind of give you these hints and let you know that this person might actually be willing to buy. And, and then the other thing you do is you, you kind of learn about your, what you call in sales, of your, you know, your numbers, which is, you know, if I talk to a certain number of people, I will generate one sale. And so you kind of get in this race of, okay, how quickly can I get by 99 doors slammed in my face? Because I know on the 100th, on average, I'm going to get a client. And so, you know, you, you do have to make a game out of it. You just have to become very comfortable with rejection because, 
Um, there are a lot of no's, and oftentimes, if you think about it, you know, whether it's an advertising service or a vacuum, um, most people don't actually need it, or it might not be the right time, or it might not be the right fit for them, and so, you know, the expectation has to be that a vast majority of people are going to say no, but if you keep going through people, eventually you find those yeses, so that's got to be your, you got to turn that into your motivation. So basically, you have to you have to find like the the main keys on the main keys on the body well not the main keys but basically the body language of a person to know if they want if they want to buy from you or not. So you have to know all the signs um, from that person, then you know if to walk away or to stay. Exactly, and it's funny because you know it's amazing that how body language and like tone of voice actually works because. The person can be saying one thing. Nobody really outwardly just says, yeah, yeah, sell me something, please. I want to spend money today. Um, but it's funny that there's these little cues in the way that somebody says that they're not interested or they, um, you know, the way that they're holding themselves saying, no, I don't think I need this right now, that really give away, you know, I don't necessarily need it, I don't necessarily want it, but it might actually benefit me. And so people give off that vibe without knowing that they're actually giving off that vibe. And so it is about picking up on those cues and then, you know, it's, it's lightly probing and asking the right questions and um, you know, coming at it from, from different angles and trying to understand more about where they're at and what they want, that you can eventually kind of pull your way into that sale. Um, but there is, there is definitely some signs from people that, they may need it or they may want it, even though they say, no, you know, it's not a great time or I'm not interested right now. You'd be surprised how many of those people turn, how many of those people turn into sales. Wow, wow. So when you was growing up, do you always want, do you, was you that type of person that always wants to, you know, help people or, or was you shy when you was growing up? Yeah, no, I was, I was always the same way. In fact, I actually shied away from it for a while, but growing up, I always, you know, I was always buying, you know, Skittles and bringing them to school and trying to sell them for more and, and um, you know, trying to, you know, trying to create connections and trying to build, I was always building my network. And at the time, I didn't actually know what I was doing, but I was, you know, finding other people that had a challenge or a problem and trying to connect them with someone who had that answer, but it, you know, at that time as a kid and as a teenager, you don't really think about it like that, and there's not necessarily that monetary exchange that makes you, you know, a networker, but yeah, I was definitely always that way. Um, I did go into a corporate job for about six years. Mm -hmm. uh, I went into, I was working in the insurance industry, and um, you know, not, not something, <laughs> not something that I would, ever, I would ever go back to, because it was just, you know, I, there was this period of my life during that time when just everything felt very like very heavy and very damp. I, I just remember that whole time not feeling like myself. And so, um, but I, it's funny because, you know, you get this, you know, this job with benefits and with a company car and this yeah. salary and this vacation time and your, your brain tricks you as well. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe we should just do it. But when I reflect back, I mean, it was just such a weird, I was just in such a weird headspace when I wasn't being that networker and connector and someone who was building something. But for the most part, yeah, I've been like that my whole life. Oh, awesome, awesome. So if someone wants to hire you to do, you know, the like the promotions, the marketing and all that stuff, what are they gaining to hire you? Like, what are you going to give them, um, you know, 
to hire you? Like, what's different from you know from your business to some other business? Absolutely, that's a great question. I think at the end of the day, everybody can can make an ad on Google or on Facebook and press publish and spend money. That's not the problem, and I don't think that that necessarily the the skill set. Although we do, you know, if you look at our track record and you speak to our clients, we're we're definitely making them way more than they're spending, so I mean, that's obviously a benefit. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest piece of value we bring to the table is actually simplifying marketing for the people that we talk to. I think when people hear marketing and they think about spending ads on the internet, it's this very daunting, it's this very intimidating feeling thing where they, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords and there's a lot of things, you know, people think that you, okay, well, do I have to be going viral on TikTok? Or like, what kind of videos do I need to create? And the truth is the average business, you know, your local service-based company, uh, a roofer or a dentist or an audiologist, most of the time, you know, it's really just keeping the advertising as simple as possible. And I think people get excited about new ideas and new platforms and new concepts, and they ignore the fact that, you know, a simple Google ad campaign could probably generate 90% of the revenue that you would ever need. And I think because we educate our customers, we show them what a good result means, and we show them what it looks like on top of actually executing it. When they come to the, when they come with us, um, they feel like they're in control. Because when you can change somebody who views marketing as an expense, and you can actually train them or show them how to look at it as an investment, it allows them to spend more and make more at the same time. And so we really try and take that, you know, educational and uh, consultive approach to our, our selling and, and to our execution. Awesome. I love it. I love it so much because you set a, a different offset for other people. Like, we're different from these other companies, and we will help you, you know, make more money or have more people know who you are. That's awesome. So another question is, if someone wants to start up their own business, because I know you did, you know, what's the do's and don'ts? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a lot of both of those. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway that I have, and I think the biggest mistake that I made at the beginning, is thinking that everything had to be perfect before I, I'm going to use air quotes here, but before I launched. Um, the truth is, you know, people think they have to have this perfect website. I mean, materials have to be great, and their social media has to be locked out. But the truth is, Nobody even knows you exist, and nor do they even care that you exist. And so I think the biggest thing is just start taking action. You know, get the process, have conversations with people that you want to sell your product or service to, get that real feedback. You know, get a sense of is what you're solving a problem that they want solved? Get that understanding. Start pitching people right away because if you just wait, and you build up this perfect, you know, again, I'll use air quotes, if you just build this perfect product in your head, you have no idea if the person that would be buying it even cares about that. So don't, you know, don't bog yourself down with trying to create perfection. Create something that you think will work. Go and try and sell that. Offer it to people. Ask them questions. See if they would be willing to spend money. And if they do, you know, then you, you learn from that. You learn, okay, does it need a little bit more of, you know, a certain thing and a little bit less of something else? You know, or am I, am I completely on the wrong track? You're not going to know until you actually go out and have sales conversations. So, you know, you want it to be well thought through, but it's never going to be perfect. 
and you only know if it's a valid product or service if someone actually is purchasing it. So get out and try and sell sooner than later. Awesome. And you also is a uh, podcast host, right? Yeah. So tell me about what, like what you talk about on your on your um, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, my podcast took a, a couple of weird directions. You know, I think COVID, <laughs> COVID right. really COVID really changed how we you know a how we ran our businesses, b how we thought about business, and I think bigger than that, how we thought about our personal lives and happiness and enjoyment. And so, what was interesting is my podcast originally was I would have a a business owner on my show, and me being an expert in marketing, I said, look, how you know how much would it benefit you to be able to you know, talk to someone for an hour and ask them questions about marketing and get free advice? I said, well, that'd be amazing. And I said, great. I'm going to record it, put it online, and then that's going to be my show. So you get the ideas and I get the content. Um, and so my first, you know, 50, 60 episodes looked like that. And then I actually started having, you know, different guests and different people, and I, I took some advice that um, I sort of regret because then I started having, you know, different people with different profiles, and it became a bit of a different show in the next 40 episodes, and I really fell out of love with it. And um, I, I was going through the motion of doing it because I had built a little bit of an audience, and I had, you know... I, promised an episode every week, you know, as you know, as you know, you got to keep, you always have to keep recording. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and since then I, I kind of put it on pause. So I'm actually re I'm recording, uh, a ton of new episodes, a lot of solo shows, some question and answer shows, and I'm getting ready to push it back, push it back online very shortly. But now I'm, I'm building it in the original vision, the vision that I want and, and something that excites me again. But I will say anybody who owns a business who's thinking about how do I get, you know, awareness and attention and access to people, um, podcasting is amazing. People love to talk about themselves <laughs> and, you know, to be able to come on, like, you know, I, I know a ton of people that started, you know, local podcasts in their, you know, in their, in their local communities profiling different business owners because then all of a sudden they have this nice warm, fuzzy feeling about you showcasing them and talking about them. And, you know, if you were to try and sell your product or service to these people later, you know, it's kind of, you've kind of got this warm, open door with them that you wouldn't necessarily have before. So I think it's a great marketing tool, um, as well as just a way to get, you know, awareness of your brand. That is true, because I decided, you know, um, when you was talking about out in the community, I started doing that myself. You know, um, making also doing online podcasts, but also doing it on in the community. So, you know, I can go out and you know um, get to talk to other people, you know, one on one. You know, so I think yeah. podcast is a great thing to do. I think it, it opens up a lot of doors. You know, and um, it's great that you're doing it, and um, you have to find your niche. You know, you have to find out what works for you. You can't listen to other people because I'm telling you, Mike, they'll tell you the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, oh, my God, why did I listen? You'll be banging your head against the wall like, why do I listen to them? Why do I listen to them, you know? That, yeah, absolutely. That is super awesome. But so, um, so what do you have going on next? Like what else do you have going on that's exciting? So I'm just in the process, uh, so I, I took a pretty 
wild transition. Uh, speaking of, you know, having the time to reflect on what we want and what makes us happy. So, you know, I've, I've had this business for nine years and it's been amazing. Um, and, you know, right now I've been living in Mexico for two years and I have the, the flexibility and the freedom to work from wherever I want, which is such a blessing. I mean, I'm so grateful for it all the time. And so what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to build out um, some, some products and some services that don't require as much of Mike's attention and Mike's face to be slapped on the front of it. Because certainly the consulting side for me is like, is very focused on me because it's my ideas going into these businesses. So I'm actually um, niching down and, and getting very specific about who we're going to run campaigns for with the intent of handing over the reins and having an actual operator come in and run it for me and have a team completely under under me so that I can detach from the day-to-day -day operations. And so I'm, I'm building a company in the audiology niche, which is not the sexiest industry certainly, but hearing doctors need customers. People need to be able to hear. So I, I want to, you know, building that out to connect them. And so, um, but on that, on that topic, we're actually, you know, using this video outreach, we're sending videos to all these hearing clinics and offering the service. And that's, you know, that's how I'm building it up because nobody knows me in that industry and nobody knows me in that space. And so I do, I don't have that luxury of word of mouth referrals all the time. I, I actually have to go and start as if I'm a, a new person again. And so that, that's a big process that I'm undertaking and I'm a couple months in and it's going really well and I'm excited about it. Well, you seem like a, like a very easy person to talk to. So, I mean, when you start talking, it, it's like very soothing. So I'm pretty sure that every time you talk, everybody will just listen to you and, and, they, and they can feel, I believe that people can feel who's trying to jip them and, you know, who's not, you know, and who's sincere about what they do and try to help than the ones that is not very sincere and really is there for the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, we've, I know if, if anybody's ever, you know, hired somebody to do a service inside of their company or even like a company that they're working for and they have to hire some kind of an outside person, you know, if you talk to three to five companies that all do the same thing, that are all buying for your business, you know, if you've ever had enough of those conversations, you know, you can tell, like, who knows what they're talking about, you know, who's sincere, who is, you know, overcharging, who is making promises that they might, they likely can't keep. And so, you know, I think it's really important as, a, as for me as a business, when I'm hiring someone to help with accounting or, um, you know, to, to be an online assistant or podcast booking for me, like do any of these things, you know, you really should talk to multiple people because when you do that and you don't just use the first vendor or the first person you talk to, you can generally get a feel for, who is more equipped, who is, um, you know, more sincere, who sounds like they actually know what they're talking about. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of business owners and people make is they, you know, they have that initial call with one company and they just move forward. And I think that's, I think that can be to their detriment. True indeed, true indeed. And that note, so how can people find you? Like, like what, what is your social media or your website or can they email you? So how can people, you know, find you? For sure. So my my the main site where I have my the, my business coaching pieces is mikemall.co.co. Um, I'm available at you know if you want to email it's mike at mikemall.co. 
But if you want, um, I'd say the best interaction with me is probably Instagram because I'm always doing fun and interesting things and I'm traveling around constantly. So I'm a lot more fun on Instagram and that's at the Mike Mall, M-I-K-E-M-O-L-L. Well, there you go, everybody. Mike Mall. And he is super busy and he's a great marketing person. So please contact him and he will get you in the right place place. Am I right, Mike? Say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And I just want to say, Mike, thank you for being up here with me and I God bless you with everything that you got going on. Enjoy New Mexico, which I was wish I was over there, but I'm not. I'm here in Orlando, so okay. <laughs> exactly. So you take care of yourself and good luck with everything that you got going on. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye bye.